You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 198th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in sunny Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in wintry Mix, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Boston. Uh, you guys, I don't have anything uh, uh, particularly uh, interesting to kick us off with this week. What do you? Uh, what's been going on? Anything? Anything uh, good in your neck of the well, woods? Uh, I pruned some trees today. In fact, little guy, you were pruning Honeycrisp apple trees when I tried texting you to see if you saw a room pot yeah. off the front. And we're going to be talking about a lot of Belgian bike racing, one-week stage racing in a little bit, gravel racing down in Oklahoma. But, uh, guys, we need to kick it off with my favorite segment, oh, do we? Cargo Bike Corner. Okay. What's been happening in the corner, Tim? Well, I'll just say this. I took the cargo bike out for the first time with Little Highmar. And it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Got the helmet on him. And uh, so watch out. Getting those dadervils in I for saw, uh, Schwamigan. I saw that uh, a little Heimar had the um, world championship stripes on the helmet, uh, Tim. Now, yeah. I don't, I'm not usually one for calling out babies on on uh, infractions, but I don't remember. Now, I know Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin has uh, earned the right to world champion stripes, but has little Heimar? <laughs> yeah. One year is a little longer in the Peloton. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm sure Heimar's namesake may. There's got to be something that he can claim world championship of. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, our good friends over at Laser, sponsors of Laser Radio on the Wide Angle Podium Network, they have a little infant helmet that has the world championship stripes down the middle, and then on the side, the little decal it says "Future World Champ." Mm-hmm. And I could not pass that helmet up. It was either that or the space shuttle. Or the fire truck um, uh, helmet, and you know, I had to go with the world championship stripes. And the helmet's a little big for him right now. Yeah, he tried to take <laughs> yeah. it off, but no, he didn't. Oh, he no, actually, he actually put it on. He he moved the strap up a little bit, but it's definitely holding in place. So I liked it because we got a lot less stares when we took it to the cafe today. You know, no one was like inquisitive about why a kid is in the cargo bike without a helmet, which is nice. But you know, if somebody asks anyways, why they're in the cargo bike without a helmet, just say they're Dutch. <laughs> All right, it's okay. Can't, they're can't, Dutch. It, can't you see how tall he is already? We we got a fair yeah right. Like he's already tall. He's already in the ninety seventh percentile. There you go. But um, <laughs> yeah. So we did that today. So that was a big step. Um, yeah. And that's good. Spencer, you asked the riding has been fantastic here in Orlando. We are about two weeks away from just hell on earth when it gets really hot and you don't want to go outside anymore. Good. Cause um, we're I had about a, two weeks away from good weather. And then I can yeah. start giving you crap. I did get a nice edger blade today. So things are already looking up, coming up roses. Now, and, uh, this is interesting. You know, I had not considered the climate of Florida, uh, in our Schwamigan planning, but uh, you're going to be missing a big block of training there. You're going to, you're going to well, be hurting, I think. 
I already have this planned out. See, the little guy knows this, and Spencer, I think I had mentioned this briefly. <laughs> I'm actually heading back to Minnesota for about a four-week block of training in uh, July, yeah. late June. So I'm going to take advantage of that Minnesota summer. The great northern and migration. Little guy, we... <laughs> Little guy, we are going to be doing. We're going to be doing an epic haul on my birthday, July eighth. Mm-hmm. We are going to ride from St. Paul all the way to Duluth, Minnesota, one hundred and eighty miles. It's eighty. Honestly, Yet I, last night you texted me it was one hundred and fifty. Now it's one hundred and eighty. Yeah, it's one hundred and eighty because <laughs> I got the uh, I got the routes wow. from Smithers, who's right. going to more than likely uh, Smithers from Laser is going to more cool. more um, more unlikely join us. Nice. We might get a couple of others. We need to get some more. Uh, kind of faster but larger fellows to come along because I've ridden with you little guy. You're yeah. not the best draft to be behind. No, probably not. Um so we need to we need to find some tall uh uh ladies or gentlemen that we can that can just go to the front and just drill it and then we can just hang in the back, drink tea. I yeah. Am um liking the sound of this. Man, this is music to my ears. I want you guys to do 180 miles a few weeks before the event because it's that's a lot just of weeks. Really it's a lot of week. It's, form, oh think. no, it's a lot of it's, weeks. It's, an, We're gonna it's be a good. month and a half out yeah. of Schwamigan in northern Wisconsin, Spencer. Now here's the yeah, thing. We're getting acclimated it, for, to the climate, Spencer. Uh-huh. You're not even gonna know. We're gonna know what the air tastes like. Now we may I, I gotta I gotta admit, I think this could be an epic training. And little guy, you and I have a good history of having to team up against Spencer when he attacks us and does yeah. horrible things when we're racing. Yeah. We can come up with quite the plans. We have a nine and a half hour ride together. Yeah. Through some hills, um, I'm sure you're going to probably have latex tubes or something, and we're going to have tons of flat or tires. Yeah. You're, you're probably going to break a chain a couple times. Um, so we're going to have lots of time to plan this. Well, I'm excited. Is- if anyone's interested in joining <laughs> us and thinks they can do 180 miles in less than nine and a half hours with us, uh, you know, we're, we're not waiting for any for any city slicker. So uh, hit us up on the Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Maybe uh, maybe we'll give you the deets if I'm, you. Uh, I'm most excited. Meet our standards about your mechanicals that you're uh, re- referencing. There is that you guys will both have campy, so nobody will be able to help you out with uh, with spare parts or anything. Nobody will have the correct the follow car, the the um, neutral service. I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. have lined up. It's oh, going to yeah, be Austrian totally. and Shimano, so you're you're mm. just going to be screwed. It's going to be great. I'm probably I'm you probably going to ride bar ends and Sun Tour. So again, probably no neutral service for that. But I was Tim. I'm thinking we should maybe call up AG2R and see what uh, Stein Vandenberg's doing in July because we know he's not racing anymore. I mean, he races yeah. through the Spring That's... Classics, and then I'm assuming he just hibernates until the next season. So, he's a big man. That he is a very tall man. You could look at those I, brown I a... shorts for nine hours. I could. You know, a couple of things. The, a, I've been seeing a lot of hate on Twitter lately about the brown shorts. People claiming that they don't work. When are people going to get over the brown shorts? It will com- it's what completes the kit. They own the brown, and it looks fantastic. Yeah. AG2R is a success. But here's the question, the bigger question. From Hinkley, Minnesota to Duluth, there's a 70-mile paved off-road trail. It's right to the right on the side of Highway 61. Yep. Spencer. Mm-hmm. There's also a wide shoulder on 61 for the majority of it. Us as roadies trying to get to Duluth, is it better for us to take advantage of the paved 70-mile continuous trail, one of the longest in the U.S., brought to us by former Congressman Jim Overstar, the hero of bicycling that everyone that rides a bike in this country should thank for what he's done? Or should we just be the roadies that go on the road and don't use the trail? I'm kind of... Questioning what we should well, and shouldn't do. Oh, I know what we should do. Thing. I don't know why you're questioning. How it. much? Okay. How many uh, uh, 
liter or 20 ounce bottles of half full Mountain Dew do you want thrown in your direction as you make your trek up to Duluth? Because that uh, is really gonna uh, make that decision easy for you. You know, if it's if it's more than two, you should take the road. I don't road. think so. Yeah, I think I think I think the path. Now, if they're throwing Mellow Yellow, that's a little tastier. I'll get on the road for Mellow but, Yellow. I mean, I think we need to take the trail, right? Like it. I think we got to take the trail at least for a fair amount. Oh, like every now and then you can get on the road if it's more of a direct shot, but. The trail's there. No, let's <laughs> I, I'm into the trail. I, I really, how many people are going to be on that trail? It's not going to be zero. <laughs> like if, if we're if we're a big group and we're cruising along, it's not going to be uh, as if the Greenway in the city where you're having to pass rollerbladers and stuff every five minutes. You know, it's 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 going to be just us and one or two other okay. people trying to All get right. to the local liquor store. And little guy, I don't know if you can hear it in Spencer's voice, but obviously there's some nerves about our 100-mile sojourn (laughs) through northern Minnesota while uh, he is going to be in Boston um, tweeting away, Mm -hmm. uh, wishing he was riding his bike. But let's get to the awesomeness that was this past week. Do you guys want to go chronologically or do you just want to go to probably the biggest story of the week? How do you want to go forward here? I want to go chronologically. All right, chronologically, we will save, uh, just for the sake of that, we'll save the Volta um, Catalonia till the end. So let's go straight to E3. Um, Greatest race on e- the calendar that happens when I have to be at work. Boo. E- yeah. <laughs> I think E3 is better than Ghent Vailgum. Uh, I agree. And I wish this, I wasn't. And this year, this year, E3 was won by the one, the only, Nikki Terpstra. Answer how? For oh. Quick Steps. 20 seconds, Claire Philip Gilbert, and then Greg Van, Van Evermet takes third place in a bunch sprint over AG2R's own Oliver Nason. Yeah. And a solid T-Spanute in fifth place. So, going into Belgium week, we have a Dutch rider taking the win, yeah, and then but we he... have a slew of Belgian riders before the horrible Gianni Muscone. But he's on a Belgian team, and Quickstep owned that yes. thing, man. Quickstep put their stamp on that race. Now, with that, we did get an email almost right away from Hans Hagman, okay. who hits us up and says, Hey guys, since Tom Key retired, the team nicked, nicknamed um, has been nicknamed the Wolf Pack. Really? Just opened the cobble races in style. Cheers from Rhode Island. And I thought that that was like a put-on. And it said uh, Brian Holm had, uh, had named this team. And then I saw Quickstep refer to the team today on their Twitter account as the Wolf Pack. Mm-hmm. This is like the Fidei Alliance. All, all these Belgian teams are now adopting animals. I don't know, hmm. but it was. I don't, what do you think of the nickname, the Wolfpack? I think it's kind of appropriate for Quick Step. I mean, it's kind of pretty spot on. I mean, they they got Zednik Stybar also got top ten in ninth place. Yeah, they're a little bit. Uh, I think it's a you know a, a, a take on that three musketeers, all for one, one for all kind of thing. Yeah, um, you know where they're like, we don't care who wins on this team as long as we win. Uh, yeah. You know, in way, I mean, we can get to how that didn't work out for them, uh, you know, in the races uh, this weekend in a little bit as we move chronologically through this. Yeah. And uh, the terror of that should strike into the hearts of the Peloton uh, moving towards Flanders. So, yeah. Can we, do you think that, um, so looking at this race, and I, I didn't watch E3, I watched this a little bit. So Terpstra takes the win. We don't need to spend too much time. But I do think we need to point out – we always point out 16th places in these races. So it was Florian Seneschel of uh, oh, yeah. Quickstep takes the win yep. um, in 16th rider. place. 
I think we need to start giving the shout out to the top ranked like Belgian or European continental team rider because these races in the classics now you get the goofy teams. So you get the Wanties, you get the Room Pots. Mm-hmm. You also get perhaps my new favorite team, WB Aqua Protect Varen Classic. Mm-hmm. Good kit. Amazing kit. Yeah, the looks blue good. Neon yellow. That's just with the arrow helmet. That's just a little guy yeah. special, right? Well, they there. look. At, they look exactly what you hope. Like if if somebody said a Conti team showing up, that's that's what I believe and would pop up in most people's minds, like their dream of what what would be. You know, I mean, it's it's your Wanty sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's just there's just so much there. So Wanty um, takes the uh, takes the win with uh, Frederick Baccarat, okay. um taking fifteenth place. I mean, I gotta admit, guys, I, you haven't noticed, but I've been slaying the names right now. Yeah. I know we get no, I've, I've noticed. Names. I'm stepping up my game. They're so all perfect. Just putting that one out there. Um, to some fans of the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so the, the the big problem that I think or that I foresee with this um, uh, tradition you want to start of, of the top uh, Conti team member is you were the uh, flag standard bearing uh, member of the Anyone But Wout Club. Yeah, uh, and it's just going to be... Oh, and I, yes. think, I yes. think you're going to run into that issue again uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Well, I have decided I'm all aboard the Wout, so I decided that we need to change this, and, and we're going to get a little bit to it towards when we get to um, today's race at uh, okay. Ghent. But anybody, anybody but Wout is gone. We are all in on the Wout train, like a hundred percent. Slowride Podcast has been there since day one. Collectively, uh-huh. no one okay. has ever said nothing bad, anything yeah. bad about Wout. I remember that. But the new, the new club. Mm. Anybody. But bling anybody, also known as ABBA. Okay. So no bling Matthews. So Good just work. say ABBA. Bling Matthews got 13th at um, E3. And uh, with that, I think we just need to move on to the next race. I, I, can we be done with E3? No, I think we should say one thing is that Sagan was way off the pace at E3. And uh, question marks. That's all I'm saying. Question marks. Hey, he wrote in with the. Uh, what uh, Tony Martin? Now I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see E3 because, uh, as little guy mentioned, it's on in the middle of the week and and whatever. Yeah. But was was Sagan wearing the leg warmer still? No, Does I don't think know? he was. He looked. He didn't look good. The highlights I saw. It 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 made me question what Flanders will be. But we'll we'll okay. we'll keep right. talking about that as we move we move forward. All right. So. All right. Let's move forward. So from that, let's get into the first race from today, and that was the. Ghent Vilgum women's race, one of the greatest um, races on the calendar. It's in the women's world tour. Mm-hmm. They are given the, pretty much the same course, a little bit shorter race, but it's it's given the almost the full treatment except the full race coverage. It's going on at the um, the same time as the men's race. Yeah. It's uh, but Ale Cipollini. I've mentioned that it's the kit that I don't like at all. But Marta Bastianelli <laughs> takes the win over Julian Dehour. Of uh, Mickleton Scott, Mitchelton Scott, and then Lisa Klein of Canyon Shram. All a big group sprint, which was almost like a um, foreshadowing of what we were going to see in the men's yeah. race. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's you a know, classic it was a sprint. That's, that's what you yeah. expect out of that race. Yeah. Often. Often yeah. is. So I didn't get to watch too much of it. Valerie DeMay of Lotto, Sudo, Sudal, Red Lotto takes 16th place. Um, one of the 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 results that did stick out to me though was um the finish of uh um 
in fourth place, Arlene, Arlene Sierra from Cuba. It's pretty cool to see a Cuban professional oh, yeah. cyclist racing for Astana. Huh. Um, and kind of she sense. got fourth place. So I'm definitely going to be watching a little bit more. It looks like she's Pan American uh, champ two times, according to uh, the wonderful website, Pro Cycling Stats. So yeah. that's a result that I have not seen before. Well, I think um, that's such a high finish. I think the result and, we need to talk about, Tim, is Lisa Klein in third place. I mean, she's obviously on the wrong bike. Why is she riding a canyon? <laughs> that's a very good point. I, You know... Oh, Klein. Can you imagine you if she just she rolled have... up on a Klein she bought off Craigslist? She obviously win. Cool. She would have won then. Remember uh, there was a guy that raced in Minnesota last, uh, Keith Bianchi, and he actually rode a Bianchi, and I always thought that that was yeah. pretty cool. He was so, on a Col- I think yeah. he has a Colnago now. Lisa Klein, r- please just ride a Klein. She has to own a Klein, right? I mean, if, if you're a professional cyclist. So. If there was an yeah. Allen spelled like my name as opposed to the first name version, I would totally have it. Um, and then uh, Marianne Voss is uh, slowly making her comeback, um, finishing 12th place with the Wow Deals Pro Cycling Team. Now there's been a couple of uh, races in the Women's World Tour. We will be doing our Women's Cycling Kit Draft. We'll probably be doing it right after Tour of Flanders when there's that kind of little uh, lull as far as the, um, the calendar because there's so much racing coming up yeah. with Flanders Week. There's only that so, little um, race with all the cobbles <laughs> after Flanders. What is that called? Isn't, it, isn't that two more weeks after no. Roubaix? Oh, it's right away. Flanders, oh, then Roubaix, so, then Amstel. Yeah, anyway. Okay, maybe we'll do it with Amstel because we can never, you know, we no one really cares. So, <laughs> <laughs> But we do have a women's uh, kid draft. So congratulations to uh, Marta Bastianelli of yeah. Ali Cipollini for taking the win. Then, of course, as I mentioned, that was a foreshadowing for the gent all 250 kilometers for the men versus 130 for the women. Won by Peter Sagan in a first-place sprint over a distraught Ilya Viviani of Quickstep Floors and Dumer of Groupama FTJ Boeing Jet in a solid third place. So there's your podium. Gentlemen, we'll get into the big story of the race that was blowing up our Twitter feed. But was Ilya Viviani a little – I mean, he seemed really distraught with that second-place finish. I mean, that would have been Cheering up on the side ever. of the road. But he – he was completely boxed in. I don't know why he – it's not like he lost – like he was going to win. Well – Like it wasn't like someone beat him with a bike throw I guess is what I'm getting at. It's, it seemed like – I'm sure he was upset he got boxed in. He's got the speed, yeah. man. He's, he's the pure, pure sprinter of that bunch. I mean DeMar is a sprinter too obviously but – Sagan's obviously a sprinter. Yeah, in a way. I mean yeah. Sagan is but he isn't. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys that can, that can obviously hang. But uh, if you – like Viviani's more of a kittle type of racer you know that is what okay. he does so when he comes to the line he is expected to win and yeah. you know sagan can win one of 10 different ways however he chooses yeah do you think it was tears of sadness or do you think it was tears of worry because he had to go into the team bus with patrick lefebvre i i think as much as they would like to win i think a second place is you know i don't think he's gonna get chewed out too much it's a it's a good result Okay, so you don't think the Quick Step team is, you know, eating their young with a second and an eighth place finish? They've Garrett. they've won they've won two of the last Belgian races and and got second in the other. So I'm, I think I think so far this their Belgian campaign is pretty solid. I would give them a well, solid A, even with the second place. I mean, I'm just knowing, saying, if if you're the Wolf Pack, you know, you got to be kind of eating your own here. Knowing them, knowing Quick Step. There was probably like a Ferrari promised if he could win 
Ghent Wevelgum, you know, in the sprint. So he was just really sad. As as an Italian, he was probably very sad that he was not able to win the Ferrari. Oh. When you put it that way, there's a uh, Ferrari on the line. Yeah, I mean, Zednik Stybar takes eighth place. Uh, Zednik Stybar, former cyclocross world <laughs> champion. Um, I didn't see the finish uh, because he beat current cyclocross world ch- champion Wout Van Aert. In tenth place from Verandis Williams Kralin. Solid result. Man. I don't know if Vout Van Aert has any teammates because I've never seen them. No. <laughs> nor have any of us. He was still riding. I believe was on the. Um, uh, is he on? He's on a Felt or is he on Stevens? Well, no. they, the whole team was on Felt, but he seems to be on a Stevens now. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Okay. I still haven't seen one of his other teammates, so I don't know. Maybe Felt is just the uh, the Cyclocross sponsor. I wonder but if they have a website or something we could. Check. They do, no, no. and let me tell no, you, is... no, they do, and let me tell you, it was not of much help to me when I tried to go to it a week or two ago. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it is, yeah. Anyway, so we have Vout Van Aert doing it once again, and Twitter was, of course, making lots of mentions of the new uh, cyclocross training plan. Little guy, you, I believe, were one of the first to talk about this. Why don't you uh, give us a quick recap to some of our listeners of what you mean by the, the cyclocross training plan into spring? Are we going to see more people doing the cyclocross to uh, cobble classic? Oh, no, well, you guys, uh, you guys kind of poo-pooed my uh, my plan, but obviously you race a full season of cyclocross, and and then you. He obviously, he takes a break after Roubaix, and um, you know, then he comes back in August and he crushes it. It makes way more sense than coming in all cold to these races, man. It's next year. Well, everyone's gonna be doing cyclocross campaigns. Stybar and Boom are gonna be back. Well, that's and that's how they got uh, to where they are. That's how they got the status that they have. Uh, you mentioned Stybar earlier, uh, Tim, and I. As a former world champion, and I was I was gonna comment. When do we get to drop that from Stebar's name whenever he's mentioned in these races? Former cyclocross world champion Zendek Stebar. Mm. Like it's been a while, right? Like, yeah, can but we just I don't say think you do. Stebar, he's a roadie. He doesn't really have anything to do across anymore. Like, are we holding I... on to a dream that doesn't exist? No, I think I think it's it's like if you're a senator, you always get introduced as senator for the rest of your or life. Or the honorable, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think every world champion should just get, no matter what, you could be a used car salesman and, and they'd be like, uh, world champion, cyclocross world champion Zendik Stybar has got a nice Pontiac lined up for you, Spencer. Wow. <laughs> uh, Matt McQueen hit us up on Twitter uh, from at Blue Monday. He goes, uh, hey, no ass savers or fenders spotted in the entire Genvilgum 18. So, uh nope. Of course, that that is true. Thanks for the callback. If you see one of those, make sure you let us know on the Twitter at the Slow Ride. And then, so I think that, we just actually, we just got to um, get into no, no, no. Let's let's go back to this ass savers. Now, there's no ass savers in the race because obviously it was great weather. Which uh, there was some controversy. I mean, a little bit manufactured, I think, but uh, there was some controversy about uh, Peter Sagan's comments after the race, uh, where he said it was the easiest Gent Wevelgem he's won. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of people thought he was trash talking the competition, and he had to follow that up and say, "Ah, oh, I meant weather wise. Like it wasn't raining, it wasn't hailing, it wasn't oh, crazy windy." Yeah. You know, um, and I think Do I you... think that statement got taken very quickly mm. 
and blown around uh, uh, on Twitter and, and social media uh, and stuff. Uh, I, I like that content, and I like to think that he did it on purpose because he saw the weakness of Ilya Viviani crying on the side of the road, and he was like, "Ah, it was so easy." Well, I'd <laughs> like, say cry he, some more. He, he could be referring to weather <laughs> or the fact that he actually had teammates this year. He's had a lot yeah. of years where he has not had a good team, and he had good teammates. I don't know how any race though. I don't know how many hours this race took, but the average speed, I just like the average speed. Five hours. Five hours. The average speed was 30 miles an hour. So his That's teammates fast. that he's got, he's got, he's got Oss, and then today he had uh, Marcus Burkhart. Yeah, the, he's, uh, he's German, been, he's uh, been riding champion. great, too. And, you know, I after the finish, I I really didn't mind Sagan winning. Like, I don't, like, I... I wasn't exactly cheering for him because there were several people that I wanted to win over him in that break. But when Sagan won, I was, or that, you know, group finish, when Sagan won, I was kind of like, all right, I can live with that. Like, I don't have anything against him. Like, it's kind of cool when he wins and he pulls out the gummy bears at the finish line, you know, and his buddy's opening them up. Yeah. He was having a little trouble opening the bag. I would have those open right away Pre-opened, for him. But yeah. Yeah, pre-opened, yeah. like, you know, come on. Well, you don't want to get you don't want to get too confident. You know, like you pre-open the bag but, and then he rolls across in second place and he asks, "What I don't know what a second place food is, but you got the gummy bears open." He'll be like, "Come and, on, you jinxed me." In fact, of that <laughs> entire in that entire group of nineteen riders that finished together or whatever, the only one I didn't want to win was Michael Matthews. Like everyone else, I would have been like, "All right, yeah, it's yeah, pretty Seth cool that uh, they won." A quality move, GVA. Yeah, like quality move. Demare, like. I, I like Damar. Yeah. Like that kit looks so great. Um, but let's get into uh, some of the things. So Stybar takes eighth. Val Van Art takes tenth. And then our Twitter account was blowing up because everyone else noticed it, as did we. And that, of course, is the um, the handlebars of one Jean William or Jan William Jan Wilhelm Van Ship of Room Pop. You say it. Every way it could be, at least one of them is going to be right, so we won't get any complaints okay. about the pronunciation. We'll which I feel we'll like we'll just say Van Sh- uh, Van Ship. Yeah. yeah, I'm only a devout Roompot fan now because Van Ship was running the flared drop bars, and that was from uh, Greg on a bicycle. And then we got uh, Fire Tiger on Twitter hits us up and says. Someone looks really comfortable. And everyone was, you know, we had countless tweets about this. Hmm. And I got to admit, guys, those bars, they look mighty, mighty comfortable. Yeah, I bet. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's the adjective I would use. Really? Really. I, okay. They looked like, and I'm not a fan of the flared bars. Let's just get that out there. But if you want to use them, that's fine. I'm I'm not a fan for me personally, but um, well, yeah, these bars, while flared, also seemed like they were definitely the wrong size. Like they were tiny. They, yeah, they they were a little narrow. Like the the picture, we're gonna put it up on the well, Twitter. We'll we'll have it as our uh, our as our podcast episode uh, link. So go to our Twitter account. It'll be pinned at the top with the uh, the podcast episode. You'll you'll see these bars. I've, but. I've got a guess is that he likes the flares. He's comfortable in the flares. They put him on his normal size bars. He was super wide. And the, the team director was like, you're not arrow enough. You're not arrow enough. And so they compromised on flared bars, arrow. but super narrow so that he can keep keep the elbows in. Now, that's possible you th- you because think- he, uh, of the two room pot riders in the break, he was the one with the helmet cover on to make his helmet more arrow. Yeah. Hey, solid result. You, he got twelfth, man. I mean, do you think I need those uh, those arrow those uh, flare bars to correct for my elbow problems that people always critique me on? It might like, just ex- it might just accentuate it. I mean, I'm surprised <laughs> Froom isn't on flared bars. Well, 
Okay. These were these damn bars. near mustache bars. Like these were oh, obscene. They were not. They were just some nice mountain flares, man. He's got now, the mountain drops on there. The thing about uh, Room Pot is they ride campy. So you've got these goofy looking campy levers at 45 degree angles to the road. Mm-hmm. You know it. <laughs> With the levers so kind of pointed down. I don't know how this works. I know how Physically? it works. It's comfy and it works. <laughs> Does anyone? I think we need to get to the bottom of this. Um, we need to find Van Ship on Twitter. We needed to start lighting him up. So all of our uh, listeners, oh, he's, find Van he's Ship on, on Twitter. He's on there. He hasn't and tweeted since last year sometime. So I don't know if he's okay. going to respond. He's busy we working have, on his position. We have um, we have listeners in Europe that may maybe we have some Dutch listeners. I don't know. If they can find, maybe find an article, there has to be someone that has asked him about these bars post this race, right? There has to be an article out there, maybe Ruby Roubaix or someone can translate it for us. We have we have dozens of listeners in Europe that maybe we, we got to get to the bottom of it. This guy is, now he's borderline my favorite now let news me, cyclist. Let me put it's, on my tinfoil hat for just a moment. Yeah. Is it possible that a team like Roompot that probably is not going to uh, factor in this race or or win this race or podium and needs some airtime, needs some quality articles, needs some podcasts talking about them to build the hype, put goofy bars on one guy's bike and told him to get in the break so that we would do just that. So you, Maybe. You think and, he, and wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been able to pull off the break and the 12th place result, but it was just sort of... No. It just sort of rolled I mean, from the bars. That was that was dumb I mean, luck, just, but uh, yeah, yeah, the the photos, Guys. the articles, the the world popular podcasts that are now talking about uh, these bars and room pot in general, uh, uh-huh. due to some crafty maneuvering by a, a director sportif somewhere. I think this sort of okay. just highlights the sort of group think generalize of road cycling, and that anytime anyone runs. Um, something outside a certain set of equipment, like internet explodes with confusion that someone might be, um, sure, have sure. different, uh, bodies okay. and different comforts. Now, does this mean that because of his success at the continental level with these gravel grinding looking bars, oh, uh, God. there was say gravel this, in this race, Spencer, does this mean that next week at Flanders and the following week in Paris Bay, we are going to see more and more riders switching to gravel style bars now that this is like kind of a crossover thing that is becoming legitimized I, by acts of war like this one i've been on the movistar twitter account and all i see is just pictures of their uh their canyon prototype gravel bars that may make it whoa um see? into uh, can you imagine if they showed up with the the, the duplex handlebars <laughs> that um but let's let's I room can't pot wait Guys, so I came up with this rule about like let's talk about the secondary, you know, Belgian continental teams yeah, that are who in these races. Yeah, who was the top the uh, continental finisher, Tim? Well, Wout Van Aert, right? uh, in tenth place. No, no, no. I think you should peek over those results one more time. Who? Get, get, start at the top and just work Quality your way down. Content. He clearly does not have them up. Oh. Are you talking about Kofidis, uh, yeah. Christophe Laporte? Yeah, come on. Okay. Let's give that's, him a little love. Fake. He got that's fourth. fake continental. Kofidis gets into the tour every year. I'm talking about the teams <laughs> that couldn't even get into Amgen Tour of California because they, they can't bribe can't the win a uh, race, organizers. So, I mean. <laughs> let's, let's, so the problem is Vout Van Aert gets a solid 10th place, but we kind of expect him to do that all by himself. But Roompot was killing it in the break. Now, little guy, yeah. I have a little quiz for you. Okay. Do you know what Roompot is? 
Uh, I did. I looked it up one time. No, I don't remember. What if you heard the name Room Pot? What do you think? Oh, I just think of a little, uh, like one of those little bedside shitters from Victorian age. <laughs> 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 I like that. That's Room Pot. Unfortunately, that is not what Room Pot is. Room Pot is actually a. Um, it's like a travel. Uh, website a travel uh-huh. booker it's like where you go to uh, book your holidays overseas so i'm thinking when we go to europe uh we we, we might you know we'll go we'll rent a car from europe car mm-hmm. we will uh or we'll actually rent a um rent an rv from uh dirk hoffman mm-hmm. and then we'll go to room pot to find our uh our setup why well, uh there you go i already go to baby dump to get all my <laughs> you know tomboon and tomboon and outfits yeah yeah and uh can we visit monkey town Oh, we got to go to Monkey Town, and obviously, if we're going to get a veranda, we're go- we're going with verandas. I mean, whatever. <laughs> wow, Stevens. So, <laughs> verandas, Willems, Craylon. Yeah. Sixteenth place was Vyacheslav Kutsinov of Team Katusha wait, Alpetian. Wait, one more time. Um, Vyacheslav Vyacheslav Kutsinov. Okay. Okay. I'll accept that. Have, okay. Um, Why don't you guys go? Because I'm no, sure no. I'm going to hear about th- like me mispronouncing that name. Oh, Tim, I'm going <laughs> like, to. I'm trying my best here. Guys. No, that was really good. Um, people critique me. I went to. I, I had speech therapy all the way through ninth grade. So, and that's why I hope everyone feels horrible when they make fun of how they, they think I'm doing this on purpose. If, it's if, not. Can you it's imagine if 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 we can send a message back in time to ninth grade? You and say someday you're going to do. A, a public, a basically like radioish show thing every week where you have to pronounce weird Euro names. Just imagine the fear <laughs> that is going to overcome well, you. But, do you. So, like, but when I had speech therapy class, all they had me like talk about like zither. I never knew what a zither was, oh, and yeah. then that was like hey, a zither, and I'm like, why do I need to know about a table guitar? But anyways, <laughs> um, so. Genpyokum is dumb. It's not not is done. It's not a classic. It's not E three, but it sets up for the ultimate of all Flanders classics. Um, before we leave Gent totally, you guys are on Twitter. I'm not very much ever. Um, did you guys know? I get the emails when you log what's in. What's the Mitch? What's the Mitch Docker injury report? Have you guys seen anything out there in the dark webs? I saw him go down. He didn't finish. He looked hurt. I didn't know if you guys have heard. I have not okay. seen anything. We'll um, move on. Hopefully, he's okay. He looks. He looks quite. He's, I hope he's all right. We're, you know, we're gonna need to get him on the pod um, here. So, yeah, if yeah. he's if he's actually injured, we're gonna have to get the story from him, and and he'll have time to speak, which is great. Uh, but of course, we don't hope that that is the case. Yeah. No. Okay. I was hoping hoping hey, the best for him. But. Um. Real real quick, you, Kristoff uh, is Kristoff the European champion right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That kit from UAE. Emirates, I think looks fantastic. The European uh, would think that. jersey with the blue, with the white, and then the blue bands. I thought it was Kristoff, but I was like, "Really? Like that looks really good." And then I forget, like Norway is European. I always think that they're just Scandinavian. Yeah, and that's totally in Europe. Yeah. That's in Europe. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay. So, Genvalgum is dumb. Yep. Is done. Wow, Let's go twice. right over to uh, the Volta. Cyclista Catalonia, the seven-day stage race that ended today in um, Spain, in Catalonia. So it ends with the final GC overall being taken by Alejandro Valverde. And then 29 seconds over Nairo Quintana. And then Pierre Latour of AG2R um, La Mondiale takes the uh, third place. 
quality result for him. One of the Yates brothers from Yates Brothers Mode Automotive also tied for third place of so 47 seconds. How TJ finished? Um, let me. I'm still scrolling okay, here. He, uh, there he is, 17th place, uh, two seconds out of 16th. TJ, TJ, TJ. Ben Ben Hermits <laughs> takes 16th place overall. Um, Pino looked okay out there. Uh, this race, I would say, the biggest story out of uh, Catalonia is the shortened stages. A lot of the yeah. mountain showdowns did not happen. Yeah, that's true. But we got to give a shout out to the man himself. Alejandro Valverde still putting the show on. I know on this side of the pond of the Atlantic Ocean, a lot of people don't seem to really enjoy what he's doing. But in Europe, he's a star. And I love this guy. I mean, what a classic. What a great win for him. Takes it. I'm stoked. So fantastic. Uh, And then today's uh, final stage, it was uh, Simon Yates taking the win. uh, 13 seconds over um, Mark Soler. Was Was it a time trial today? I don't even know. No, it was just I, a, you know, it was I, this is a race I would probably watch if it wasn't happening at the same time as all this great Belgian racing. And it ends up being a race I only kind of glance was, at the results and I'm like, oh, cool. And it, it obviously totally informs the Ardennes and Liège in a couple of weeks, like who will be flying. But it's hard to it's hard to divide my attention so much, you know? I like it for a couple of reasons. One is it's on NBC Gold, yeah. so it's super easy to watch when I'm at work. I can just log in. Uh, that's the best $50 I spend every year. I get unlimited, like a ton of bike racing, so it's great to see. Um, but Pantano won a stage um, during for uh, Trek. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. And then also um, uh, Tom Schoons of uh, Trek was out there uh, racing, so f- uh, f- a friend of the podcast was uh, <laughs> was out there tearing it up, so... Pretty cool um, seeing all that happen out there in uh, Spain. But I I think this leads into now the question that Spencer uh, started last week, the brand new segment for the greatest rider in the world right now. Oh, the no, week? Is that it's corner? the greatest cyclist in the world of the week. Of the week. Okay. Thank you. So do we have a unanimous one? No. Should we just say it? I don't think I we're going to. I don't think we're going to. All right, so I mean, we should. What do you guys have? Well, I, I'm going to just throw Valverde out there because okay. it's consistently over seven days. That's pretty awesome sure. in this race. Um, I think it's cool to see Sagan, but I, I'm all in for and Valverde. Little guy, what do you think? I'm going to say Gilbert. He's crushing it. He's on team duty all weekend. Okay. I think Gilbert's going to win Dwarves on Wednesday, and he's going to win Flanders. Well, then maybe he can be the greatest cyclist in the world of next week, but. Um, unfortunately for both of you guys, this is my segment. So the greatest cyclist in the world of the week corner this week in my corner is Peter Sagan. He's the world champion. He wins skin Wevelgum. He takes a bunch sprint. Everybody wanted to win. Viviani, uh, clearly wanted to win. He crumpled on the side of the road after the race, realizing that, it's Peter Sagan's world and everyone else is just living in it. And he is the greatest cyclist in the world of the week. This uh, week. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if All you right. could be the greatest after that E3 performance. That's, that's, I, I yeah, give him yeah, a, a good, good he's a good the greatest point. cyclist in the world Sunday, but I think it's hard to look at Friday and give him the whole week. It's hard to say that, that he's better. Um, but Spencer, but right. sure. But like his win at Genvalgum, I'm kind of like, all right, I can live with Sagan. Like, he gives a good interview. He's entertaining. He makes bike racing fun. Um, let's give a quick shout-out uh, before we uh, get into uh, the pre-lap. Uh, Dan Craven raced this week in Tunisia. 
which was a country that he had not raced in. And then this now ties him for the all-time lead of most nations raced in in uh, pro cycling stats. He now has 38, tied with a Romanian racer named Lars Priya, who seems to have been retired, but he was on a start list in a new country this year to also boost him up to 38, oh, no. but he hasn't finished a race in three years. Interesting. Um, Interesting. So it, but he's maybe Dan can uh, speak a little bit. Uh, I know we're trying to book uh, Dan back on the show, but really cool to see Dan Craven get in a race in Tunisia and following along on his uh, Twitter account about this race of, I think there was only like 60 people in this continental uh, UCI race brutal. in Tunisia. Yeah. And horrible weather. I think like snow. Did they? Ha- yeah, it they was had crazy. some kind of it was rain. It was like snow, in Tunisia. It was sweet, it was yeah, everything. And something like only twenty riders finished stage two, and then stage three they were going to just allow everyone to go back and start again because they needed to have a race happen. Yeah. And then they had to cancel race three because of weather, and then stage four was just a one day race. Yeah. Um, they what they what they ended up doing was canceling stage three, turning stage one and two into the total. Uh, a, a stage race, so a two-stage stage race, and then never stage three never happened. Stage four became a standalone one-day race. It was bonkers. It was completely nuts. It was awesome. Yeah, and yeah, that's a lot. So we we're gonna have a uh, Dan from Nam contributor to the podcast um, here. He is actually gonna start taking some uh, pictures of the continental jerseys that he sees out there because. I saw a couple of pictures of the teams that were at this race. There was a team from Saudi Arabia. It looked like a Saudi Arabian national team. Kit looked great, but I only saw like one kind of grainy photo from his uh, Twitter account. I can't wait to see some of the kits that are out there in this uh, level of racing. It makes cycling fun. But uh, with that, let's get uh, right into the pre-lap. Dan Chavnoff, and I ride for the Richard Sachs Cyclocross team, and I hate listening to the Slow Ride podcast every week. All right. This week, once again, we're sponsored by our good friends at healthiq.com slash slowride. They are a life insurance company, not a health insurance company, and they have found a way to get you better rates because you are a healthier individual. Upload your Strava, take some quizzes, prove that you're a uh, someone out there being active in your lifestyle. Therefore, you're less of a liability on their bottom line, and they can pass those savings onto you. Life insurance is – you're an adult now. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a master's level racer, more than likely a dentist with a titanium bike. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Get some. You need some life insurance. Health IQ has been fantastic to us. Supported the podcast. If you've already got life insurance, just take a look. Click on the the links. It'd be fantastic to drive some traffic there. We would appreciate it. But um, thanks again to healthiq.com slash slowride for uh, helping yeah, us out. And I mean they they've got a ton of uh, customers. This is a company that's just like growing hand over fist. Uh, they're getting write ups in. Forbes and CNBC and in all kinds of media um, for saving people money. Like, and it's a pretty unique way that they're going about it. And they're rewarding people like us who, who have a hobby, who have a passion, who are taking care of themselves and trying to be a good athlete and giving them a benefit for that. Um, most people are saving between four and 33% on their life insurance, which is, that's a huge number. That's, that we've gotten emails from listeners that that are saving 200 bucks a month uh or sorry 200 bucks a year 
on their on their life insurance, which is a significant amount of money at the end of the year. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is that is a, a rear derailleur that you smashed that you can now replace. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> one titanium bolt. Exactly. So yeah. So yeah. You know, it it makes sense to check it out. They're using science. They're using data to get you lower rates to be able to offer us lower rates and. Um, it, you know, it, it doesn't hurt at all to go to healthiq.com slash slow ride and just check it out and see what they can do for you. Um, you know, there's no, you're not, you're not locked into anything by going there. Just check it out, take a quiz, see if you uh, qualify to be elite and then you're saving money right there. Um, you know, it's, it's simple. They've got an FAQ page. If you want to learn more about the company, about what they do, about how they save you money, you can do all that right there. Uh, from that link, healthagu.com slash slowride. Um, and we would appreciate the uh, the click-throughs, so check it out now. Now, Spencer, well are you said, super Spencer. nervous about how much me and Tim are going to save after we ride 180 miles in one day and <laughs> so impress the good folks over at Health IQ? They're going to they're gonna just be like, oh, you just have it. Just have so, the life insurance. You guys are so fit. <laughs> it's it's going to be a great day. Um, now... <laughs> We'd also like to thank the supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com. Find out how you can become a member. Bonus content uh, gets added. Um, and also, it's a great uh, – we, we appreciate the support. Without our um, sponsors and then our members, yeah. this uh, podcast network wouldn't That's exist. True. And there's actually quite a bit of uh, cost that goes into adding in um, all of that. And that being said, we have a new app. That's on the in the iTunes Store and Google Play Store, mm-hmm. and there are a couple of shows that I want to get to and in this section to just talk about uh, real quick. Okay. Okay. Now, first off, now you mentioned this because this is really expensive uh, to run this network, and so how much are we charging for this app? Like five, six bucks? No, free. That's the best part. This is a, a quality business decision. <laughs> yeah, no, mm-hmm. we, we, it yeah, all adds. That's up. why we need the the members. Um, Okay, two two shows okay. to bring up. Yeah. First, okay. Bike Shop CX. They just did a show about nothing because it's not cross-season anymore, <laughs> but they were answering a lot of uh, listener uh, emails. Mm-hmm. And in addition, they talked about a pretty cool bike co-op up there in Michigan that uh, that they've been uh, working at. Yeah. Uh, um, and take, it, take a listen. We've all been involved with a bike co-op, uh, the three of us, like at least used them before of going the free tools. They're fantastic. Yeah. It's pretty cool to see that that's also happening in Michigan. They had a question for the little guy um, this week okay. that we need to address, and here it is. It's a weird so, place to ask guy. me a question. What is your stance on bar ends on mountain bikes? Now, this, um, this came up because uh, Scott is rebuilding an old mountain bike of his from the early 90s. Yeah. And and he was replacing the derailleur and all these things. He had this long story about uh, how they found the old seven speed XT derailleur at the bike mm. co op that he volunteers at, and uh, and he said he was he was making it all period correct, doing everything, but he took the bar ends off because mm-hmm. he was like, this is no longer in fashion. This is not a thing that I can do in good faith and feel good about. Uh, and then he he muse to himself i wonder what little guy thinks about that so what do you think about that uh, i think i've never never ridden with them or or anything i don't know uh, it, i i have to say they look stupid even <laughs> even if they're cool onza ones or something but uh-huh. every year uh, i'm at buck hill i'm racing and i think on the climb i wish i had bar ends on 
it would be more so. comfortable. Like, because then I, I, I feel like I would be faster up the hill with Barnes. I feel like I could, I could attack better out of the, uh, out of the saddle. So, so I. Well, let me I, just put it this way. Yeah, little guy, you're wrong. Because if he wants to make a period correct bike, he needs to put bar ends on there. Well, not every then, bike had bar ends. Well, and the only good bar end, I, I'm kind of, I like the little thummy bar ends, like the little tiny minor ones that kind of come off the side that don't totally stick out. But they did, they were also mentioning the uh, bar end on bar end combo, like the two bar end combo <laughs> yeah. to really get the upright rider. Oh yeah, and we've uh, definitely seen those. Those. Yeah. That's almost like the original duplex bar. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where the Canyon engineers got their idea. Oh, it Who probably knows? was. Um, the thing about it, bar ends, Tim, is I'm always so – I've never bought some because I'm always worried you're going to borrow them and then loan them to somebody <laughs> else and then I'll never get them back and it just feels like I'm wasting my money. Yeah. Wow. That wouldn't happen because I'd hand them back to you. But let's <laughs> get you? into the second show um, <laughs> of note is Crosshairs Radio did a big recap of this past week or a couple weeks ago's uh, UCI Mountain Bike World Cup down in South Africa. Of mm-hmm. course, Bill was down there um, and he had contributor and special guests uh, – prof- Semi-professional, I, professional mountain bike rider um, Dan Kavanoff uh-huh. on the pod. Nailed it. Did I, did I nail it? I think so. All right. Yeah. Uh, fantastic show. All two hours of it. Uh, take a listen. Uh, great stuff. Um, yeah. Fan of the pod. Great stuff. Yeah. Oh, he's never been on this show. I wonder. Yeah, we'll talk yeah, about I've it never later. gotten a text. I've never gotten a text message from him mm-hmm. why he hasn't come on the pod. But you know, maybe uh, maybe I'll shoot him a text and then he'll uh, he'll want to come on the show. Probably <laughs> will. So, with that, let's get back to the show. <laughs> well, hey there, all you hosers. This is Manitoba Mike Vandenham from Canada, and uh, you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, eh? <laughs> We have one review this week from Johnny Rebel 16, five stars. Love the mispronunciations. Good race talk. These guys get appropriately excited over a good race. I like how much they love Strada Bianca and how they strike a good balance between race talk, tech talk, and random junk. My favorite thing is how completely and consistently they mispronounce riders' names. (laughs) I'm not sure if they're putting us on, if there's some sort of brain glitch regarding Euro names, or if it's a deliberate inside joke to see how badly and creatively they can butcher names. <laughs> this is not a criticism. Keep it up. You know, I feel like we're, we've come full circle around to where we need to explain the, uh, the inside jokes on this podcast again, because we've gotten more listeners since last time we had to explain the inside jokes. Yeah, um, it's just all the more reason they should go back and listen to our back catalog. That's true. All 197 yeah. episodes of garbage. Good quality wow. stuff. I, Good I quality. appreciate so, I appreciate the uh, the review. That's a that's a great one. Uh, I love to hear it. It's also just very confusing with all the conflicting uh, information we're getting here about people who love uh, the pronunciations, people who hate the pronunciations. Um, so I guess at the end of the day, we'll probably just keep doing what we're doing, as this reviewer uh, suggests, and uh, y'all can just deal with it. <laughs> so. Um, this past week in, uh, I think, a couple about a week and a half ago in Stillwater, Oklahoma, was the Land Run 100, one of the biggest gravel races on the scene. A couple of things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, mm. They have over 1,300 uh, racers and contestants. Fantastic race. Um, 
Friend of the uh, pod, uh, guy I know, Addison Zawada, won the uh, single speed race. I think he finished 13th overall. And then Matt Stevens was uh, the winner five minutes clear of Michael Vandenham, um, who we know from the pod as uh, Kenda's greatest cyclocrosser. Mm -hmm. uh, Spencer's greatest uh, house guest of all time. That's true. Spencer's greatest house guest. Uh, we gave him a shout out on Twitter and he responded, Why, thank you, Slow Ride Pod. I better quit cross right now, grow a beard, get some crazy looking wide drop handlebar things, and buy a hydration pack and go full speed ahead on the uh, the gravel scene. Yeah. But I think we need to give a shout out. Um, you know, it's the, the men's racing always does capture uh, most of the attention. But a friend of the pod and one of my favorite Twitter accounts to follow, Amanda Nauman takes the win in a pretty dominating fashion in the women's race. Um, and that was fantastic to see uh, also out there racing. She's the, pretty much the professional uh, um, gravel grinder, like winner of all things. Finished 26th overall, um, just under six hours in what appears to be one of the faster editions of the Land Run um, 100. So you know, pretty cool to see Amanda Nauman take the win. Also a, uh, a wide-angle podium supporter. Um, just oh, want really? to throw that out there oh, as wow. well. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Awesome. So, yeah, very cool. Um, she gets to check out all that bonus content uh, that Bike Shop CX is putting up. They're good. You know they put up like four new little short episodes uh, into the bonus content. Have I mentioned that on the podcast? Yeah. 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 They're awesome. Anyway. Sorry, no, very very good. But quick shout out to Amanda Nauman for a fantastic finish um, winning the uh, women's category. So, Nauman and then uh, Matt Stevens with the win and then Zawada in single speed. Um, pretty cool. This is a race that is quickly becoming on my um, bucket list of events to go to. I'm just going to throw that out there. The the clay roads, it reminds me a lot of what I saw up in Dirty Pecan. And guys, I, after doing Dirty Pecan, and I know you guys have done like Almanzo and all that stuff, and I haven't, right? Yeah. I'm kind of new. I'm, you know, I'm a believer in the dirt church. You know, I'm coming around like this is – It's you're isolated out there. Um, I could get some goofy flare handlebars like our boy at uh, Room Pot. Yep. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I think I have what it takes. I, I, you know, I'm not going to win, but I think I could maybe get to like top 100 at this event. Yeah, sure. I'll give you. So, I'll give you that. I'm just throwing that out there. So, anyways, fantastic. The other reason I want to talk about Land Run 100 mm-hmm. is probably one of the coolest marketing things I've seen come along in the bike industry, and that's what Salsa did, where they brought the Chase couch out into the middle of the, the gravel road, and they set it up at the top of a hill so you can see the road in the background, mm-hmm. and all of the racers like came and got off their bikes to take a picture in the middle of the race up on the Chase. Mm-hmm. It looks fantastic, including there's a picture of Matt Stevens and Michael Vandenham. They talk about this on Bike Shop CX this week. The leading group, the two leaders together there on the um, chase, Nauman taking a picture. It was fantastic. So even the racers, and I love that about the gravel, they're willing to get off their bikes for a little bit and having some fun. So congrats to Salsa for uh, I'm talking about it. You know, like it was a great marketing coup. The pictures are fantastic. Um, just go to Land Run 100. They have the links for it. Second so, greatest good stuff. Uh, marketing move this week uh, after the Room Pot Bar incident. Huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good point, Spencer. Um, all right. And then uh, – so we pretty much crushed an entire episode of the Slow Ride Pod. And pretty much. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to go. There's we did get a quick shout out from um a friend of the pod, uh Chad Brown at Trek, who he was kind of a little uh, cryptic in his tweet. Stop by the shop 
and saw this getting a campy refresh and immediately thought of the Slow Ride Pod. And it is a Klein Quantum mm. in pearl white with full campy. It looks fantastic. The only problem is it is a triple chain ring, but you know, we, we can mm. get over that. You got it. Yeah. Um, and then that led a, that led a uh, conversation on Twitter about how they need to, at the minimum, bring back the paint jobs. And Mark Legg, Mr. Katie Compton on Twitter, says, time for Klein, for a time, time for a Klein paint reboot for some Trek models. And he shows a sweet gator fade. He also showed um, some of the cows that were at the uh, Madison UCI World Cup yeah. that were painted like the uh, storm uh, paint scheme. Yep. So great stuff. The Klein Corner, hashtag Klein Corner, Whenever you see a client, do it. We got uh, quite a few people um, that have hit us up over it, including uh, University of Michigan uh, cycling coach out of uh, Lansing. Uh, Kurt Schoenenbrad uh, hit us up with another client uh, corner that he saw. So good things. Um, we have people hitting us up from Toronto, Crit Boy, with a $250 um, Klein uh, mountain bike, but it's an extra small. But it, oh, one of the greatest <laughs> pink, ultraviolet pink. Yeah, it looks so good. Rascal, I mean, I think. It's a good one. It is a rascal. Yeah. Sorry, That's thank you, cheap. Spencer. It's very cheap. The little guy, you might need to get on it, and it's probably your size, mm. like for two fifty. Extra it's, smalls <laughs> for two fifty. For two fifty, no, I it, can no, shrink myself down. It's it's the purple and pink uh, fade job. It's really oh, nice. Um, but yeah, shouts so to uh, I want to shout out everyone. our friends at Trek. If any of you are listening and you are deciding to relaunch the client brand, give us a call. Uh, marketing <laughs> manager here, sales manager over there with Tim. Little guy can be I don't know the mascot. <laughs> Um, I'm the sales uh, manager. <laughs> we, are, the one, we are ready the one to go. Downhill. We're ready to relaunch the brand mm-hmm. into uh, much hype and fanfare. Uh, we've got a whole five-year plan already already set up. So this is plug Millions and play stuff, you guys. I, I don't know what you know uh, making counterfeit money is like, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Trek's going to have to f- find a way to launder all the money that we're going to be bringing in with this uh, Klein <laughs> relaunch. Oh, yeah. They won't know what to do with all the cash. With that, we should probably I, Spencer say who we think is going to win Flanders. Oh, I want to wow. hear you guys' top three. I don't want no crap like next week. You all three, both of you guys saying, oh, I totally would have picked him if we would have done it. But, you know, you just okay. get out I'll of here. I'll give it to you right now. It's going to be Sagan. Tees Banute and Vout Van Art. Ooh. That's your top three. All right. That's your Spencer. podium? Who do you... Sagan, Tees, Vout. All right. Okay. That's... And we're picking whole podiums here. Yeah, it's two whole yeah. podiums. I usually don't listen when you're when you're talking because it's usually about bar ends and stuff, like shifters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't Yeah, care. no, I know, I know. Um, but, uh, so, Flanders, next week. Let's see. I'm going to go... Uh, uh, Reverse order um, podium here. We're going to have Sagan in third. We're going to have Stebar in second. Nice. And we are going to have Wout Van Aert in first. Ah. Oh, all right. Wow. Um, I got Stebar as my 16th place, by the way. Yeah, I think Stebar's. I've got, uh, for 16th, I've got Greg Van Evermont. Oh, wow. I thought you'd go with, like, Oscar Gatto. Nope. We haven't heard said his name in a while. <laughs> all right. One whole podcast. Uh, I'm going to okay. go with uh, Gilbert's going to win it. Wout's going to get second. Sagan's going to get third. And um, Oscar Nason or whatever from AG2R is going to be 16th place. Uh, he'll do better than that. All right. Who, and, uh, who's your second and third little guy? Uh, who did I say? Wout and then Sagan. All right. And who's winning? Uh, 
Shelby. You can just listen to the podcast I, when it comes out, Tim. No, I'm just I'm just making sure that then he I, then you know, I wouldn't have to edit picks, this out. picks the same podium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. And with that, All right. we would like to thank 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 everyone that listens, downloads the podcast. Um, we'd like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. We'd like to thank healthiq.com slash slowride for their continued support, George Hincappy. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt, Minneapolis. This is Spencer in Boston, uh, reminding you not to forget to wave to all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road or the Greenway or wherever. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.